0: Mino Lion Media presents the Business First podcast. Hi, all, and welcome to a new episode of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And today I am excited to introduce into the studio my sister podcaster on the Mino Lion Media platform. And her great show that you must tune in and listen to is called Business of the Beat, where she discusses stories and strategies. Of professionals in the beauty industry. She is also the founder of three businesses, which we're going to discuss today, including the Brain Trust, which is a brand development firm. And she's the author of the upcoming book called The Beauty of Success. Welcome, Kendra, into the studio.
1: Oh my gosh, Sonia, you're going to kill me. This is an amateur move. My computer's about to die. <laughs> 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 I was like oh my gosh, no, you've never done this before. I the and I was like,
0: but it's oh. not because you didn't pay the electricity bill, right? <laughs> That's not the reason, right?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny, too. Anyway, I flew in last night, and my charger was in. My, okay, let me get it together. But thank you, it was great. I know how to pick it back up. But I saw it happen. Okay. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> At least it didn't die. It has died before. like right. Oh, no.
0: Okay. Well, at least
1: it didn't die. Okay. Sorry, Ken. Okay. Here we go.
0: Ken's like, you're giving me some editing nightmares here. (laughs) Okay. But he's had worse. So this is good. This is good. This is good. So how are you, Kendra?
1: I am good, Sonia. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much for... The glowing introduction. It is such an honor to be sisterpreneurs in this and to be a part of Mutual Lion Media. So thank you for
0: having me yeah i'm excited as well um of course i've been you know seeing your posts we follow each other you know i know you do the podcast i've listened to your shows but we've never really connected we've even done like some cross-promotional stuff Mm -hmm. on social media which is really cool but it is so great to meet you and it's been fun researching you and getting to know your background and so i'm excited to talk to you the audience is in for a real treat and um congratulations on just all that you've accomplished. Like it, it's it's you've done a lot. Does it feel that way? You
1: know, it's funny because people say that and I try and think through it, but I think for me, I'm such um I know that I'm like over ambitious and an overachiever and I have a really high capacity. And so it's so interesting because I'm always like, what else would I be doing? And then I talk to other people and they're like, wow, that that feels like a lot. And I just, I love it so much. And so I'm I'm constantly trying to figure out this interesting balance that we all have. Like, what do I love? What's the impact I can make? If I truly believe deep down that I'm here to be of service to others, how do I give while also making sure that I'm haven't pushed it so far that I've lost who I am or what I want to do to also fuel the other sides of my life because it becomes all-consuming when you love it.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you talked about all the other sides of your life because part of what I'd like us to get into is, you know, that concept of, and I hate the term having it all, but you are a wife and a mom and those parts we understand are important as well. Um, It it contributes to who you are in business, but sometimes, you know, we've all heard the stories of how sometimes those parts of our lives can suffer a little, you know, if we feel like we may be putting too much energy in in one area. But the the first question I wanted to ask you, because in doing some of the research, and I listened to a podcast that you had done not too long ago, um, what it seems like is that you are not afraid to execute. And when you when you think about you know many of us are dreamers right and and you know just watch Dave Dave Chappelle's latest Netflix special where he talks about like I'm a great dreamer I'm a big like dreamer right and we know that dreaming is important and desire is important that's all the first step to actually realizing what you'd like to do but for a lot of us and I can raise my hand with that right we can get we can come up with these full colorful ideas right. And get stuck in just the execution of it. And it doesn't matter how beautiful or how colorful your dream is if you're not executing. And so how do you help people or how or I, I should say, like, what is your process for not getting stuck in analysis-paralysis or not getting stuck with the procrastination, which is, you know, which we create all sorts of reasons to procrastinate, right? but you get things done. You get this done. And how, like, what is your process for just getting it done?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm smiling because there's a gift and a curse to that. And it's funny because I, I I also watched the Dave Chappelle show, but that, that one, which I love in terms of dreamers. And I am such a visionary and, I remember early in my career, I was um, an accountant. I was going from an assistant account executive to an account executive. And I remember talking to my boss who was like, oh, my gosh, you're working on like eight different accounts and you're popping here and there. And I at that and and in between like account executive, senior account executive, I accelerated very quickly because I was raising my hand, learning and doing so many things. And I remember the supervisor saying, don't you want to finish Things Like you pop onto this account or you do this new business. And for a long time, I was like, is my success only rooted in I started this project and I finished this and I did that or like, where is my talent? And at what places can I move in and out of vision and ideas and big dreaming to what do I personally have to finish versus what do I pass off and what do I set up for someone else? And so it's a really interesting thing when we look at the path of execution. And so what I have found is that there's been things, I mean, I own so many URLs, like I'm always calling GoDaddy. I'm always like, y'all really need to make me all spokesperson because I, I buy them all day long, like gum. But I've also found that there's different things that need to be executed and things where it's just like, you can't let it go. And I do a lot of prayer and I do a lot of meditation. And when things are supposed to come out in terms of my vision and my dream, what I really pray a lot on is like God figuring out the how, right? Because there's no shortage of ideas but it's really I'm not here to figure out the how per se, and as the how starts to show itself through opportunities, through ecosystems, through networks, then it really guides me on what do I need to execute fully. And as part of execution, I always look at it twofold. Like I think about, you know, my most recent company, uh, Brain Trust Founder Studio, which when I launched that in October 2021, it was on the heels of. You know, having a successful social media brand marketing agency, but seeing that there was this big opportunity for founders who needed community mentorship, education, and capital. And so what I knew is that I had the vision, I knew what founders needed, and then I cultivated, okay, I need someone who knows Salesforce. Um, I truly live my company name Brain Trust because I know that the only way that these things truly get executed to the highest level to be the most successful they can is by having people around me who can do the pieces where I leave off. I can be a big visionary and my team knows at any given moment, I may be like, did anyone fill out that form stack? What did they say? (laughs) What happened? And then I'm like in and out onto the fact that I need to go close this other big deal so that we can continue to move forward. And so it's it's understanding. I have a lot of self-awareness in terms of what I need to be successful and then what the team needs. And then I've been going through this interesting season of changing the path of one of my businesses. And that has been me holding on and holding on and going against the grain of looking at the signs to the point where God's like, okay, I'm going to give you these last two signs and these signs you can't try and wiggle your way out of because you have to stop that one vision in order for your greater vision to bloom and grow. And so I'm never going to stop being a visionary. It's about making sure that I've grounded my vision to your point and what execution is actually going to drive the outcomes of success that, that I'm looking for to accomplish the things that
0: I want to do. Yeah. So, so you, you've introduced a couple of more interesting things to discuss. (laughs) And one of them is because i would i would i would i i believe that most of us pray but a lot of us don't listen. <laughs> and so that was that's a key takeaway from what you just explained, right? So many of us say, "Oh, i want the guidance, you know, show me the guidance." And then something shows up and you go, "I need another sign. Can you show me something else?" <laughs> right? And so I think that's really key, right? Because if you are a faithful person, no matter who you believe in, right? Or who you pray to, if you are a faithful person, if you're guided by intuition, I, you know, I've, I've often said that I've, I've interviewed, you know, so many people in, in my years of, of doing this and no one has ever said, no one has ever said, I listened to my intuition and boy, was I wrong. Like no one has ever, ever said that. Right. <laughs> and so, but you've got to listen. That, that's the key. Right. And so um, I think that's great. And I think the other thing that you talked about, and I'd like you to talk a little bit more about that is um, and I saw this in a uh, in a business article at the end of the year, um, asking people what their superpower is. And, you know, that you know what yours is. And so how important would it be for people in business to just really be clear about what they're good at?
1: Oh my goodness. It's like, you're all over what's happening. So I was talking to my executive coach today because um, I, throughout the course of my businesses, I had co-founders and then I was like, I'm not having co-founders because we weren't aligned. And then I found myself in this place Um, especially with the fund part of the business. Like I knew I wanted to deploy capital, but I also, I'm a marketer, I have an MBA. I'm not finance. I didn't come from Goldman. And the people that I was talking to about coming into business, they're like, oh, I don't know, stick to what you know, stick to what you know. And I ended up running into this woman, Lisa Stone, who's now my co-founder in the fund and the studio and being so aligned to the point of alignment because of our differences and Mm. being able to say like this is the type of ceo i am it may not be the type of ceo that you're used to but there's a commonality in us understanding our superpower so when we're building a fund am i the one writing the diligence memo no can i yes but my superpower is cultivating the relationships with the founders bringing them into the studio understanding what's working so that I can counter that with data on the other side to say, is this a good investment? And I think that what happens is that it's that same old thing of like, just because you can, doesn't mean you should, right? Right. Like I can do this. And I think as founders, we're building businesses and we're, you know, we're building the plane while flying the plane and we have to do finance and we have to do all of these things. And I'm not saying that I haven't done that. And there's things that I do now, but fundamentally, I also know what my boundaries and stop gaps are, where mm-hmm. I know what I need to be successful and being vocal with that. And so even talking to my executive coach to say that there are these things that I can do, but is that the best use of me to bring the best into the company? And being very clear on what our superpowers are, I, I think people, I, I for me, I have to write things down. And I have to visualize it. You know, when we got on, I was like, oh my gosh, my new idea is this real estate property. (laughs) I've been driving by this property so that I can like visualize it, visualize it. I've been praying on it. I don't know how we're going to do it. But to your point, it's listening, it's understanding my superpower and what I know that I can do. And then saying, however, I'm not going to move on this until I have the other side of my brain trust who can model it out and make sure that what I think my vision is saying and what I'm hearing is going to lead to success. And there's this piece that my superpower doesn't cover. And that is a financial model against a real estate property to drive us into
0: success of the company and not the detriment of the company.
1: Yeah.
0: I love that as a young business owner. And when I say young, it's a, it's a new company, right? Fairly new. Right. Right. And what I love is that as a fairly young company, you have understood the importance of getting the necessary support. And usually when we start our companies to your point, right, we're doing everything We're we're, we're doing, we're we're flying the plane, we're doing the maintenance, we're on the ground, guiding it to, you know, we're doing it all. And so I I really do want to emphasize that because it was, it's a challenge for particularly women in the workplace But it's also a challenge for entrepreneurs in their own business where they keep everything in their head. They hold everything to themselves. And so it's hard for them to hand things over to trust that it will um, get done. And so I, I did see in in one of your other interviews that when you talked about, you know, that you created brain trust, you wanted smart people and you wanted people who you could trust and, and hence the name of your company. And so what is your process for making sure you get the smart people, right? And, and, and I'm going to say, and keeping your ego in check, right? Like when you have people in the room who might be smarter than you or might have a different vision or want to advance your own vision and then being able to, to trust that. Because sometimes I think it is a difficult with our own ego, thinking like, I'm the visionary, I know what's best for my company, but then trusting someone who really does have your best interest at heart and says, Nope, well, maybe we should go in this direction, or maybe you should look at it this way.
1: So that's a really multifaceted question because, um, and it's funny because in my new book, The Beauty of your Success Start Grow and Accelerate Your Brand, I actually have an entire chapter dedicated to ego because. Ego is a really interesting thing. Yeah. And we need, as entrepreneurs, the ego to believe that our vision is great and that our companies will do well. When others yeah. don't, we have to be the ones like, yes, yes, guys. Like, we have to rally the troops. And then there's the other side of ego, where sometimes our ego can think, make us think that we can do everything. Everything. And there's things that we really can't do or we shouldn't do. I was actually in a strategic planning meeting um, with one of our portfolio companies and the founder who is brilliant and has built a company every time we said, you need to get help. You need this. You can't scale up. She's like, well, I'm the only one that can do it. I do it better than everybody else. And it became a running joke throughout the day where every time I'd be like, Oh, that's right. You're the only one in the whole wide world who can do this. There's, there's nobody who's ever done it before. And that's the other side of what happens. And, What I really work on, and it's, and like I said, it's a gift and a curse. Like, I love the thought of people being good. And so, inherently, I always think that people are meant for your good and they naturally want to help. And I was just talking to the team about people who have taken things from us and tried to do it as their own because I didn't have enough discernment. And when I did, I still tried to think that they were okay. And then for me, it's like, once I see it, then we're done. We can't, okay. we're like, it's it's, it's, it's done. Um, and then I'm like, and then I never talk to you ever again in life. So I have these like interesting yeah. varying degrees, but it's really, it's really tricky. And I think, you know, I started my first company in 2010 after having a corporate background and after being in corporate environments where, you know, people will look at you in your face as they're like stabbing you in the heart. And it's such a interesting thing that if you let that eat away and think that nobody is meant for your good, then I Mm -hmm. truly think that you miss your blessings and you miss your opportunities. I pray a Mm -hmm. lot for discernment. I pray a lot to keep my eyes open. And I also pray for heads of protections to be around me, my team and my family. I pray for my team every day because to your point, we need our team to be locked up with our vision. We need to trust them, but we also need to know that they're going to speak up. And my team knows, I'll be like, oh, we're doing this, that, la, 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 And then it's like, well, I think we should do this. or so we can't do that. And so I feel very much rooted in reality because I have mm-hmm. you here because I need you. And then I always will be like, I don't know. And then I come back with like a level head. But to your point, I do a lot of work to make sure that i can have that level head and i work with an executive coach so that i can also just make sure um, that i'm grounded and that i'm centered because it is tricky and i i have to live if you name your company brain trust you have to live by that and you can't combat and debate with your team on everything you have to know what to let go and then what to hold on to in your vision because there's also a reason why we're the founder and we're the CEO and we're carrying the weight and everything falls on us. And if this collapses, Mm -hmm. it's our name and not yours. And so that's kind of the balancing act that I think we either get stuck in because we don't allow our ego to be rooted in grace and understanding and compassion and knowing that we need the people around us. Like we can't do anything on our own. And so you have to be willing to let people in and then I gotta just pray that I have this barrier of protection so that I can learn from the things that people who may who I may have thought were there for the good and then I realize they're not, and then you cut it off. It's like higher slow, fire high fast. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. No, excellent. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So talk to us a little bit about the business of beauty. Mackenzie did a a study last year that showed... um, That in 2021, Black women spent $6.6 billion on beauty, but Black beauty brands make up only 2.5% of the industry, right? And so a lot of the work that you do on business of the beat, I'm sure it's going to be in your book, your upcoming book, and just some of the work you do in terms of mentoring and helping to develop brands is what is it that Black businesses in the beauty area? need to understand about their 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 contribution, their knowledge and their worth in terms of of really gaining more of this pie, this multi-billion dollar pie.
1: So, that's a really interesting question because I have a lot of conversations where I just I don't think that it's black and white and I do think that there's been systems meant to hold us back, which we all know. I mean, look at the lawsuit against the Fearless Fund right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's not as easy as for us, I'm going to build this great brand. I'm going to have all the great numbers and therefore I'm going to get everything that's coming for me. And I right. hate to say that because I truly believe in the best positive outcome, but that's why I think that our Brain Trust Fund and Fearless Fund and all of these people, you know, that are Emmeline Ventures, um, Tech Stars in Tulsa, all of these organizations that are doing things like it is so important because we need to be able to sew back into our own founders when others aren't. And when others are trying to pull back funding and come up with excuses, we have to stay steadfast in what we're doing. And then there's the ingredients, you know, to success. Um, And that's also it goes back to kind of what we were talking about. Not every brand is going to be a unicorn brand. That's facts, numbers and truth. Right. But that doesn't mean that you're not creating a successful brand that can create generational inheritance or You know, lead to generational wealth and abundance in your family that can be felt from generation to generation to generation. And because funding and money is so glamorized, founders start to lose their way. And not all founders are meant to have venture funding. Like I say, yes, there's a level of capital that you need to build your business. You need to understand what you're building your business for. You need to understand why. I literally was with the makeup artist who was like, oh, Kendra, I'm about to start a product because I want to make some money. I was like, well, let's stop right there. You want to make some money? You going to build a product? Sweetie, like that is <laughs> like, yeah. take it from me. What is your plan? And, you know, yeah. and so- it's it's that reality, like founders are looking at what's happening on social media and then they're not even understanding. I had a founder tell me, well, that founder lives in a $5 million house. I'm like, it's rented. And actually they write off most of it for the company and the company pays a stipend, you know, like, because you don't actually know what's going on. Right. And so it's understanding your business. What is your growth trajectory? Where can you be? It's understanding the market. And I know these are cliche things, but like, is the market- no, but they're, yeah, the they're foundational. It, right? Because as founders, we love our idea. So mm-hmm. I have eczema. So I'm about to create 30 SKUs for an eczema product. But in reality, you needed one and it needed to have all these things because outside of your needs, there's an entire consumer base that's going to make or break your brand, right? Mm-hmm. And so understanding that dynamic is important. And then I think the other thing too is like, Just the founders themselves. I really want us to think about as founders, the mental wellness, you know, I, Mm. I, I, and I say openly, like it's psychologically damaging. And so you've got these founders who have been through all these different things, including the systemic racism of being a founder, of creating something, of Mm. being a black founder, creating a product. Everyone thinks it's just for black people. So you've lost half your market. And then you're talking to people about coming in and investing in your company and they're automatically like, okay, great. You got it to 1 million, 5 million, 10 million. We're trying to get it to 150 million, 500 million because you decided to take VC Mm -hmm. and you may not be the founder to scale your company to that. And so what's the mental toll? And are you prepared for what's going to happen? Because back to what you said, Sonia, when your ego's involved, you lose sight of the greater opportunity that you could be part of. And so there's so many dynamics at play that I think we have to talk through alongside of why is there less funding and something that we can't control? Because now that I sit on venture capital, I see how it's there intentionally, but I also see how it's there unintentionally because of the way it's always been because of where the sources of money are coming to play in the space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about how you operate in business, um, Tell us a little bit about the business, brain trust, and like, what is the, the business? Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, we know everything that she does in business. Now we just need to know what the business is, right? Like, brain trust and the offshoots of brain trust, and, um, and what your expectation is for them as you're building them in this, um, what everybody's saying is going to be an interesting you know, 2024.
1: So it's so funny, Sonia. I've been on two calls with big corporate companies today. And as I talk about what I'm doing, they're like, oh, we love your flywheel approach. And I'm like, oh, that's a new corporate word. I haven't been (laughs) using ecosystem. Let me catch up to 2024. Um, But essentially, we have brain trust. And within brain trust, we have brain trust um, marketing agency. That's social media, influencer marketing, brand development. I started that in 2015 after my first company. Um, and then in 2021, as I shared, I launched Brain Trust Founder Studio. That is a membership based platform for Black founders of beauty and wellness companies. We are going to be expanding um, into other verticals, but it's really designed for that core group. Within the studio, we focus on community, mentorship, education, and capital as our pillars and then we have three tiers. So we have our start tier for founders who are pre-revenue, grow tier for founders between 10,000 and a million, and accelerate a million or more. It was very important to me that we left no founder behind within our set. Mm-hmm. And so we make sure to curate things for where you are within your business and we provide, you know, 5 to 6 program virtual programs a month. We have our really mm-hmm. amazing Founders House pop-up content meets commerce experience um, that goes to South by essence and Martha's Vineyard and New York fashion week in LA, because we found that we can touch more people virtually uh, mm-hmm. coming out of COVID, but that people still like community and being together Absolutely. in space. And then as we were building the studio, I still had this. Now, how do we provide capital to founders that we think are really venture capital ready? And so we launched Brain Trust Fund One. Um, we have some surprises coming out for Brain Trust Fund Two, but we launched Brain Trust Fund One so that we could further invest in the founders in our studio. And so it's really interesting because it is an ecosystem rooted in, as you said, you know, having smart people that we trust to solve problems across, you know, the capital, the mentorship and education and community, and then just the pure play marketing. Now, what wraps all of this is, and this is me as the founder talking, but if I'm sitting, and this is kind of the old school marketing, but we've had to do this as a branding exercise. If I am sitting at the top of this as the visionary, then there's also the ancillary things that make it work. And so that's right. where I've been so fortunate to be part of Mean Old Lion Media since December of 2022 and launching Business of the Beat because that is truly like my, my creative outlet of education for myself. Mm-hmm. And so we're 151 episodes in. We just launched season four. And so every week I'm getting educated and sharing insights with Other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and influencers and media about our beloved business of beauty and wellness. And so, what's great is that, you know, those, the the guests that are on the show, they're our marketing clients or they're part of the studio or they're our investors in our fund. And so, it helps to tie it together. And then with the book, that. My publisher was literally listening to my podcast and emailed them and was like, have you thought about doing a book? I was like, well, (laughs) so so that's why within the book, you know, it's my entrepreneurial story, but we bring in 17 guests from the podcast and it's Mm -hmm. based upon these great stories, because if I believe in brain trust and I live the brain trust and it's never just about my story. It's about what are the other stories that collectively feed into the ecosystem of learning
0: for founders. So what is next for the brain trust? You mentioned that there's going to be another funnel, um, which we'll talk about later on, but what is it that you expect for, um, for your company and for yourself and in terms of, you know, we started out the conversation talking about, you know, you're a mom and you're a wife. And so, you know, what is your expectation for for moving all of this forward, but still having a very full life? I think, you know, one of the things that the pandemic taught us was that it can't be all about work, right? Being home, um, spending more time at home, dealing with family members who lost people made us really realize that, you know what, like this, this dog fight that we've been in isn't really as important as some of these other things. And so um, how do you feel about encompassing it all and living a full life as you start this, this new year?
1: It's so interesting because um, I always tease my husband because I just because of of our our work, his work Mm -hmm. is it may be more stable in terms of not traveling, but the intensity Mm -hmm. on the level he is that building operations for Madison Square Garden. And so we moved from New York to L.A. so that he could open the forum and we've moved to Vegas so that he can open the sphere. And so his his hours are different. And so I always tease him because I'm like, Doug, he's coming home at like 12 a.m. I got to stay up and talk to him. And so I'm like, but it's um it's such an important thing. We take a trip together, you know, just the two of us for a week every year oh, that I really goodness. cherish. And it's I always say that we have these date nights um, in the middle of the night to just like hang out. And it's worth being tired the next day. Like I flew in last night. We were up until about 3 a.m. Just like catching up and I'm like, Oh, but you get to sleep in and I still have to wake up and get our child ready for school. Um, But it is, you know, it's something that we talk about because it's never going to be 50, 50 balance and people Mm -hmm. have to love them. And even, you know, I, I am working on this letter to the school district because I'm getting ready. One thing I'm really excited about is, is the launch of my book, the beauty of success and this 15 stop book tour Um, that is going to be so much fun that we kick off on January 26th and we go from New York to LA to DC to Chicago, Atlanta and Texas and Florida. And, you know, the first two years of my daughter's life, she traveled with me and we were very fortunate. Mm -hmm. We had my mom and I know what a blessing that is. And I grew up traveling with my mom. And so I try and, you know, I was always like, bring her in and let her see. And so bring up, being able to bring her on a few stops on the book tour, because I will be gone for so yeah. long, but then balancing that with time whenever I can be home. And so when I think about 2024, it's full of so much energy. And I also know that it all works because I have the stability of my home life and my foundation and what's real. And yeah. I know that it may not be what other people want, but I think it's grounded me in such a way because I am the person where I could work all day. I, I love mm. it. I get up. I could work Saturday to Monday and maybe wow. sleep a little bit only if I sat down and fell asleep. And so it gives me another piece of health and wellness that I also have to observe. And so I, right. I protect that, um, at all costs. And then, you know, when I think about the business, like, um, Expanding our Brain Trust Founders studio into our Brain Trust Founders Institute, which we'll have to talk about. And <laughs> um, you know, launching the book, like thank goodness Ken is letting me stay with the network because we've got a whole nother year of just like such great conversations. I'm excited to expand the podcast. I'm excited to bring video in, I'm excited to do more interesting things in, in terms of how we create and tell stories and the partners that we work with. But I'm just I'm really full of just hope and positivity that in the midst of everything that's happening in the world, you know, the work that we're doing with founders will will have impact and will have meaning within our circle and that we'll just continue to to press forward knowing that what we're doing um, is for the greater good of others.
0: Absolutely. Well, tell us how we can follow you on the book tour, how we can connect with you on social and keep up with all that you're engaged in.
1: Yay, Sonia. Okay. <laughs> so it's actually super easy, even with all of these things. So, <laughs> it's Kendra Bracken dot Ferguson.com and at Kendra Bracken Ferguson.com you can choose your adventure to go to the Brain Trust Agency, Brain Trust Founder Studio, Brain Trust Fund. There is also a book tab, and you can pre-order the book, which is available now, which was recently oh, named good. the number one new release in business entrepreneurship on Amazon. Oh, very good. Thank you. And then you can also RSVP um, for the tour. The tour website is launching, so. Okay.
0: KendraBracken-Ferguson.com. Oh, <laughs> okay, we will. I will go on. And I will pre-order the book, and I will see you in New York when you do. You said that's your first stop on yes. the tour. Yes, we um, we hit
1: Sea Island, Georgia, for the big Southern Sea Conference, a three-day, three hundred-person, all founders entrepreneurs. I'm keynote, and I'm doing a book signing. Um, and then we will be in New York from February 12th through February 16th with all kinds of events. Oh, nice. And we head to um, DC on February 16th. We head to Chicago on February 17th with Black Beauty Collective. So it's a full um, rollout full of scheduled. amazing people, yes. places. And um, I also have to say, we have some great sponsors, El Hempe, which is our beverage. The tour is called the Beauty of Success Books Plus Bubbles Tour. So El Hempe, oh. which is a sparkling tequila, low alcohol, low sugar is our beverage sponsor. Cantu is our hair care partner. Parfait is our AI technology partner, and we're adding more partners every day. So that's my brain oh, trust for the tour. Okay,
0: That's, that's incredible. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for imparting so much great knowledge for us. Um, we look forward to following the the book tour and all your advances in business and. Definitely want to have you back to talk about some more and to talk about some of the upcoming surprises that you have in business, whether it's in real estate or connected to the brain trust. But um, this is one to follow, folks. Make sure you follow Kendra. But thank you so much for for being a part of this today. And um, thank you for, for, for all of your insight. Much appreciated.
1: Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. I can't wait for our one-on-one time. You are now my unofficial official mentor, so I cannot wait.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I'm here. Anytime you need it. Anytime you're ready. Thank (laughs) Thank you, Kendra. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week with another dynamic guest. Take care. The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline, Executive Producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. On social media, on IG at business underscore first underscore podcast. Follow the Mean Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mean Line Media. Get the Mean O'Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Business First Podcast is a Mean Line Media production. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.